And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers. We're just driving up and down the highways and byways of America, looking out in the ditches, trying to pick up any music we can find just laying around. That's right. There's uh, plenty of it out there. And uh, people ask us, they say, Derriers, uh, exactly what is Americana music? And uh, there's a lot of definitions out oh, there. Oh, a bunch of them, actually. Uh, yeah, but uh, for our purposes, we define it as music with distinctive American roots. Exactly. And having said that, it could be blues. It could be rock. It could be Tejano. It could be rock and roll. It could be bluegrass. Classical. Um, country. Show tunes. R&B. Oh, R&B, jazz. Yes, all those things and all more. All those things and more, yes. Yes. And uh, so the format of the show is each week uh, we show up, each of us with a fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. It's kind of like a secret that we do not violate. That's right. Exactly. And uh, we spring them on each other one at a time, and we take turns starting the show. And I started last week, Leo, so I believe you are up. I am up. Uh, listen, I want to start off, I, I want to kind of hit it. I want, get, I want to get this party started. Yeah, get the blood uh, pumping here. From 1965. Okay. okay, there was a band called Cannibal and the Headhunters. You remember the Headhunters? I think I do. <laughs> oh my gosh, they were they were an American band from East Los Angeles. Wow. Okay, and they were largely credited with, with being part of that East LA sound. Okay, okay. Uh, kind of a Mexican American uh, group, and uh, they actually recorded on the Rampart label. But they um, they were also um, they got affiliated. They got their big break when they got hooked up with the Beatles. But I am getting ahead of myself. Yeah. There's a the guy. The, the name came from a guy named Frankie Garcia, and they called him Cannibal. I swear, I looked trying to figure out where did he get that na- nickname. I couldn't find out. But anyway, he was the Cannibal, and uh, they had a group that they put. They were barely out of high school, basically. But they came up from the, the Ramona Gardens and Estrada Courts housing projects wow. of East Los Angeles. And they were inspired by basically African-American doo-wop groups that, you know, were all over in their neighborhoods. So we'll, let's just put a little spin on this and we'll do a Tex-Mex version of all this stuff. Wow. So um, the, 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 this particular cut I'm going to play, it's actually a cover of a, of a song that was recorded earlier uh, by a guy named Chris Kenner. And uh, the song itself reached number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in early 1967. Now, listen, other bands picked it up, too, later on. Wilson Pickett, for instance, picked it up. But uh, there's this one part where they go, na, 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 na. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, the rumor... The rumor was that Frankie Garcia forgot the lyrics, and so he just started doing that. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, it's... Wing it, man. Yeah, I had to rem that down. No, it's fake. Oh, okay. oh, it is. Okay. It is. It wasn't real. They just decided, yeah, that was something. They just did it. Anyway, let's just kick it off, man. Uh, Land of 1,000 Dances from 1965. This is Cannibal and the Headhunter. I said, no, 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 no
that just, that just sounds like summertime to me. Yeah, that's good. It's <laughs> it, a great song. It's fun to hear uh, early versions or original versions of tunes. Exactly. So yep. I like that. I yep, like there that. you go. All okay, right. you're up. Well, Leo, um, uh, I got a little confused on this band. At one point, I looked into them, and I thought they were British, uh, but they're not. Um, it's a band uh, formed by three guys, uh, Dewey Bunnell, Dan Peake, and uh, Jerry Beckley. I know who you're talking about. Bunnell, Peake, and Beckley, the law, law firm of... <laughs> the oh, law sorry, firm no. of the... No. Uh, it's a band called America. America, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And these guys, um, they were, uh, I guess people would call them military brats. Yeah, exactly. Their, uh, their fathers were uh, U.S. Air Force personnel stationed in London. And uh, that's where they got together. They all went to the same high school over there, and uh, but they played in two different bands. So um, at one point, Peak left for the United States for a failed attempt at college during 1969, <laughs> and the next year he came back, and the guys got together and started working up music. So they decided uh, to use the name America because they didn't want to be uh, mistaken as a British band. Okay, that okay. makes sense, yeah. Since they were that makes uh, over sense. there. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's kind of cool. They, when they started recording, they decided that all their albums would start with the letter H. So H? H. So if you start looking into that, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. That's but, really weird. Uh, but for whatever reason, I guess, right? Okay. So um, their first, I think their first album was Hat Trick. And it, it just, you know, it kind of got some play in, um, in England, but not too much after that. Well, they, after that, they chose to enlist an outside producer for the next album. Who do you think they got? I give up. George Martin. Oh, really? The producer for the Beatles. What right? a hack, huh? Yeah. So um, uh, he, and then they went on, uh, so they did one album with him, and then uh, their album following that, which was Hearts, was recorded in Sausalito, California, and re released in March of 75, and George Martin wor worked with them on that also. Gotcha, okay. So I, I picked a song, um, and it was, a, uh, it was their second chart topper. The song is Sister Golden Hair, and um, it features a memorable opening guitar riff, admittedly inspired by George Harrison's My Sweet Lord, and when you listen to it, it, it really hits. Okay. And a frank relationship lyrics inspired by Jackson Brown. So it's a pretty cool tune, uh, and, and it's very familiar, but I like it. America, Sister Golden here. Well, I tried to make it Sunday, but I got so damn depressed. I set my sights on Monday And I got myself undressed I ain't ready for the altar But I do agree there's times When a woman sure can be a friend of mine Well, I keep on thinking about you Sister Golden Hair Surprise And I just can't
见。But I keep on thinking about you, sister golden hair surprise. Outro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's counting it out, man. <laughs> hey, that's a great backstory on those guys. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That's yeah. a fun research on that. Really interesting. All right, Leo. Well, it's back to you. I've been sitting on uh, this this particular guy, uh, and when to insert him in the show, I've kept putting him off, putting him off. And I, this is a good time to talk about Arthur Morton Godfrey. Oh, wow. Okay, now this guy was born in, in August of 1903, and he passed away in, in 1983. But uh, he's from Manhattan. I mean, he was New Yorker, you know, all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing. At one time, Arthur Godfrey was the most powerful guy in radio, period. Okay. He was such a popular guy. And um, he had this down-home, you know, uh, next-door kind of friendly persona on right. everything. And um, he uh, was also very accomplished. He, he was a pilot, you know, he had his he had a his private air airplane and, a, and an airport and, and the whole bit. And he actually served in the United States Navy in, uh, from 1920 into 1924 as a radio operator on naval destroyers. I mean, the guy was a patriot, wow. you know. And he, you know, but he 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 had a massive downfall finally. Okay. And this is the backstory about what happened with this guy. Uh, he he had a huge um, sponsorship. Uh, you know, power, and he uh, he 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 sponsored uh, one of his sponsors was Chesterfield cigarettes. Sure, all right, yeah, they were big back then. They were huge, and he was uh, credited with inventing the slogan "Buy them by the carton." You wow. know, smoke yourself to death, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he eventually dropped them as sponsors when he quit smoking himself. Oh boy! All right, so it was it was just you know he had a real some really serious um, uh, convictions. Um, but here's what happened while he was in the service. He met a, a kid named Julius La Rosa and he was in the Navy when, uh, when Arthur Godfrey, uh, met him. All right. And he just liked him. He mentored him. He brought him up. And, uh, when, uh, Julius La Rosa got out of the uh, service, uh, Godfrey, um, Arthur Godfrey hired him to be on his radio show. Right. 
Unfortunately, he got to be more popular than oh Arthur Godfrey. And, it, and what happened was his fan mail um, exceeded Arthur Godfrey's. Now, here's the thing. Back now, nowadays, everybody, performing artist or whatever, they have an agent, right? right? And a manager that, well, Godfrey didn't want his, his people on his show to have that. He preferred to kind of be the guy that directed their careers and everything. So La Rosa got his own management and everything. And he was getting popular. And then one day on the show, and there's a recording of this. This is He did this live on the air. He fired him. Oh, wow. He asked him to get up and sing a song. And he said, and this is going to be his swan song because he's moving on now. And that was the first anybody knew about Oh, wow. It. Is that a great story or yeah. what? Yeah, well, I think Arthur Godfrey, he had a pretty good ego. Oh, he had a yeah. huge ego. Yeah. Huge ego. That's... Great guy. He, you know, he also sold ukuleles. Right. Uh, I think they were Macafaries, you know. Which are kind of a plastic instrument now, mm-hmm. but they you could buy them for like four ninety five over the year. Sure, yeah. Anyway, what a guy! You can go on and on about this. He's such a storied man. But what we're gonna do? We're just gonna play a little a, a little song here for you. Just sit back and relax. Listen to Arthur Godfrey sing a little tune for you. Row, row, row your boat up the river St. Lawrence. Hollering, 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 hollering for Florence. Row your boat. I left the one I love on one of the thousand islands. Row, row your boat. But unfortunately, I can't remember which one. So I row, 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 row up the river St. Lawrence. And I'm hollering, Florence, oh, where can you be? Where, oh, where, where, oh, where can she be? I wouldn't be so lost up here on the Thousand Islands. Row, row your boat. If we only had met down on the Isle of Capri. Now I just can't find the place you marked on the postcard. Call the Navy and Coast Guard. Oh, where can you be? Where, oh, where, where, oh, where can she be? I mustn't take a nap. Gotta watch the map. That was Island 793. Row from shore to shore. Knock on every door. How many thousand islands can there be? I better find you soon, cause I see a thousand rowboats. Row, row your boat. And the fellers inside look mighty lonesome to me. When they row, 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 row up the river St. Lawrence, they're all hollering, Florence, oh, where can you be? Row, row your boat. St. Lawrence Hollering, hollering, hollering Hollering, hollering For Florence I better find you soon Cause I see a thousand Rowboats Row, row your boat And the fellers inside look mighty Lonesome to me When they row, 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 row Up the river St. Lawrence they're all hollering, Florence, oh, where can you be? Row, row your boat. Hey, Florence. Row, row Hey, Florence. Hey, Florence. Florence. Hey, Floey. <laughs> You're harder to find than Chloe. <laughs> 
Wow. I should have, yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I should have mentioned the, the name of the uh, song, actually, and I didn't. It's called uh, Thousand Islands or something like that. Well, you got a thousand thing going this uh, I show. do, yeah. I just did a thousand dances, dances now, a thousand islands, yeah. Yeah, well, let's go have a salad and <laughs> maybe put some dressing on it. Oh, what kind of dressing do you mm. think we should do? Yeah, I wonder. Mm, I don't know. Oh, look at the time. Oh, yeah, it's time to take a break. I think we're about out of time. Uh, you know, we got to go out and police the area. As usual, tomorrow is um, moving day. Moving day, yeah. Yeah, and be sure to grab that tire gauge. We want to check those... Uh, we keep uh, nursing that along. Yeah, that uh, left rear inside duel is, uh, and, you know, and just a pain to take one of those off. It so is. So it's just, easier to put air just in. Just keep putting air yeah. in it. Yeah. So yeah. let's do that. Until it gets too bad. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, this is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. Yeah, now we're back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, and we're back where? Well, uh, we're broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Conconcoli, Washington. That's a mouthful, isn't it? That's a good name. I hey, like it. I've been checking this town out a little yeah. bit. Uh, it's it's really interesting. First of all, when we drove in, I noticed, you know, because we, we were we're thinking, well, this is a Shady Grove. Yeah. It's not exactly, it's it's like Shady Spring or something. They they misled us a little bit, I think. Uh, but, but listen, this is a great town, man. We got a can of spray paint. We could fix Jesus. that on the way out of yeah. town. Okay. <laughs> no, but listen, listen, the, this is a tiny little town. I mean, apparently there's like 300 and some odd people officially. I think almost all of them have driven by and looked at us. Uh, they have. Just a little like a bear in a zoo or something. Smiling, smiling yeah. wave. Yeah. yeah. It was, but listen, the, the, there's a, I found out the name, it means something. It's an Indian word that means help. There's a hog in my kitchen. Oh, it N- does no, it not. Is, it does not. It, <laughs> it, it, actually, it actually means, uh, it, seems, it means cloudy. Oh, wow. It's, I don't know what Indian language would it. They said yeah. it's an Indian word that means cloudy. I guess that's appropriate. It is appropriate. Yeah, we haven't seen the sun much. Well, and it's the, the original name of the town was Salmon City. Because, you know, that, that creek, is, mm-hmm. it's the Salmon Creek. Oh, that okay. Here. It was a gold miners camp back in the day. And it was a county seat, they said, from 1888 to 1914. But here's the thing. It was almost wiped off the map in, uh, in May of ni- 1894. Because there was this, uh, the, this little stream, you know, the little yeah. the, the creek out there. Salmon Creek. Salmon Creek. Uh, it, it just overflowed. Oh, and wow. I mean, it just, it just filled up. And the, the water, more than 30 feet high. Holy cow. Washed through this poor town and destroyed like 42 buildings. That's a lot. That's a lot. In a little in a, town. Yeah, in a little town. Wow. But uh, one person died and everything. Anyway, uh, it's, it's just a great little town. Everybody's been really friendly and fun. Yeah. But before we leave, we got to drive by this place that I, I heard about. It's called the China Wall. Okay. It's just a, a few miles up here. And it, it's just a lot of rumors about what it was. Supposedly some Chinese workers uh, decided to build their own fortress or whatever. Not really. Uh, it was built uh, as kind of a, um, a mill that never okay. got finished. But they said it's really interesting. There's a bunch of granite blocks that built the thing up. So we got to drive by and take a look yeah, at that. Yeah, that's I great. I think it's fun. And hey, listen, having said that, I'm just rattling on because we got to come back here. This is a nice town. Yeah, we'll it, do it. I believe you're up as far as tunes. I am. And this is my week also to um, reveal a tune that I've been sitting on for a while. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> so back in episode 21, uh, we played um, Hot Rod Lincoln by Commander Cody. Yes, we did. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. And we talked about the lead guitar player, which is a guy named Bill Kirchin. Right. William Knight Kirchin. Good name. 
So um, he, of course, was a member of that band from 67 through the mid-70s, but he is known as the titan of the Telecaster. Oh, really? Because of his musical prowess. I mean, he's just king of the Telecaster. Okay. So um, his signature sound has been dubbed Diesel Billy, <laughs> and he incorporates el uh, elements of country blues, rockabilly, western swing, and boogie-woogie, laced with themes of American truck-driving music. Now... You're going to hear it in this version of this song. So what happened was, after we featured the tune, our buddy Orrin Friesen uh, sent yeah. us an email. Right, he's, he's on the station with us. Yeah, yeah. and um, he, said, he said, I saw him in a uh, bar in Dallas do this song, and, and he did like 40 different licks, uh, you know, guitar licks okay. in this song. And so I found actually a studio version of it, and it's 45 distinctive different musicians licks really yeah that he does through this you know he talks like oh how this guy's passing me by now this guy's passing me by and, and you say said it, it was a, a recorded live well there are live recordings i found a, a studio version just because it's you. a little oh, cleaner okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a long tune but i tell you it's worth it and uh just buckle in tighten up the seat a little bit let's listen to this uh bill kirchin doing Hot Rod Lincoln. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you won't quit driving that Hot Rod Lincoln. Now, you've heard the story of the Hot Rod race where the Fords and the Mercs were setting the pace. That story's true. I'm here to say I was driving the Model A. I had a Model A body made it look like a pup with a Lincoln motor that was really super up. Eight cylinders used them all, had overdrive, just won't stall. With a 411 gears and a dual exhaust and a four-barrel car, you could really get lost. Safety tips, huh? I ain't scared, the brakes are good, tires fair. I pulled out of San Pedro late one night, I had the moon and the stars shining bright. I was climbing up the grapevine hill, passing cars like they were standing still. <laughs> In the wink of an eye, a Cadillac sedan passed me by. The remark was made, that's the car for me. But then the taillight was all you could see. Maurice, ribby for being behind, I said, man, I better make mine like an unwind. Took my foot off the gas and man alive, I shoved it down into overdrive. Well, I wound it up to 110. I twisted the speedometer off the end. My foot was glued like lead to the floor. That's all there is. There ain't no more. Now, Audie said I'd lost my sense of the telephone poles look like a picket fence. He said, slow down. I see spots. The lines in the road look just like dots. So I took a corner side, swiped the truck, and crossed my fingers just for luck. With my fenders clicking on the guardrail post, Jack was white as a ghost. Out of the back when I started again on the Cadillac. I knew I could catch him and I thought I could pass. You know, by then I'd be low on gas. Flame was coming from out of the side. You could feel the tension. Man, what a ride. I said, boys, I got a license to fly. The caddy pulled over. Let me buy. Johnny Cash pulled over. He let me buy. Dwayne Eddie and all the rebel risers. He let me by Johnny River Waylon Jennings 
they threw me in jail. They called my pappy to go my bail. He said, son, you want to drive me to drink it if you won't quit driving the hot rod Lincoln. get you down the road that is a barn burner right there yeah thanks oren for that tip that is just a ton of fun man that's unreal great stuff unreal well leo what do you expect to follow that up (laughs) i don't know i'm gonna okay i'm gonna okay i got somebody we have not featured him on this program it's a guy named marvin gay oh heck yes okay and we really should have already but what an incredible musician he was actually uh born uh, in uh, 1939. Okay. All right. A man, incredibly poor family. I mean, they just, he was born in Friedman's uh, Hospital in Washington, D.C., actually. And um, he just, he came along and he just seemed to be coming along at the right time with his music. And he is actually, um, he, one of the guys is credited with shaping the sound of Motown uh, records uh, out of Detroit in the 1960s. You can believe that. Oh, man. First, well, as an in-house player and later as a solo artist with a string of hurts and of hits, rather. And, and he had the nickname Prince of Motown, Prince of Soul. Wow. He was so influential. Uh, he came to a sad end, unfortunately. Legendary. Um, his, he, uh, he died in 1984. Um, his own father, actually. Um, there was a an ar- fight and an argument, and he came to a bad end, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's yeah, it was so really sad, sad. actually. But anyway, um, he, he for his big hit in 1962, um, he found success as a co-writer. The Marvelettes, we haven't featured them on this mm. show yet. Maybe she, because nope, there, well, there's a song that you will know, Beachwood 45789. Right. Okay, well, he, was, he played the drums on that. Wow. And actually, he played the, uh, played the drums on a lot of stuff before he became you know, forward as a vocalist and everything. He partnered up a lot with Tammy Terrell. Okay. And they did... A bunch of songs, and uh, but she um, she died of cancer while they were still playing, and he was heartbroken, and so he decided just to give it up, and um, he tried out uh, f- for the uh, Detroit Lions. Oh, gee whiz! <laughs> Holy cow! He did. He, he he tried out to be to play with the Detroit Lions, <laughs> and but in the meantime, he was kind of talked out of it, and the Detroit Lions very gracefully said, "Okay, we're going to let you." Out. <laughs> Yeah. Of this little commitment. Yeah, before you get hurt. Well, yeah, exactly. Because it really would have screwed up his career. Oh, they hit me right in the throat. So, but anyway, the song that he's best known for, basically, is I Heard It Through the Grapevine. That's from 1968. It sold over 4 million copies wow. of that record. Just an incredible guy. Anyway, I'm not going to feature that record. I'm going to feature another one that I really like from 1973. This is a song called Let's Get It On.
voice. Yeah. Yeah, and the disco ball was a nice uh, effect. The disco Leo. ball, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. Slow dancing. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, no slow dancing for me. Yeah. It's, but I'm you always you, want to lead. It's, so. But the neighbors, they, yeah. they, they would turn on the, you know, the little yeah, sparkly know. balls. Yeah, and, uh, I know. Yeah. you got to be careful. Yeah, we do. Hey, you know what? What? We're out of time. Oh, yeah, you're right. We yeah, are. We had a couple long tunes, but uh, man, you know, I was talking to somebody about this, and, and this is kind of like uh, when FM radio started. Yeah. You know, it's an opportunity to play some obscure tunes. It might be a little longer and that type of thing. So, exactly. Uh, thank you, Truckers Radio USA, for giving us that opportunity. And we are sure taking advantage we're of it. We're having some fun with it, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll be back pretty quick here. This is uh, the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers radio, radio USA. Here we are. We're back, backing up. Backing into the third segment. That's what we do. Well, we're the derriers. We, 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 we back, back up. up. Yeah. That's right. right. Exactly. So uh, this is the part of the show where we like to encourage people to go to our websites. All of them, yes. Yes, on, on all the internet. All the internet. And all the Facebooks. Facebooks. Yep. So um, uh, our main website for this uh, show is thederrieres.com. Dot com, right. And, but we have a band website, too, for we our do. band. It's called threetrailswest.com with the number three. Right. Right. And uh, if you go there, uh, you'll find a lot of... Uh, Content, content, yes, yes. And, and if you look at it, you will be contented. contented. Yes, you yeah. will. Absolutely, that's a, that's a good thing. And if you want to contact, contact us, uh, there are contact us tabs uh, on both websites. But we also have these fancy email addresses you can get right to us. Exactly. Uh, mine, yeah. mine is Roger, no D at thederriers.com. And mine is Leo, no D also. Obviously. Obviously, at thederriers.com. Yeah. All and, right. And so also, if you go to the Americana Roadshow tab uh, on our website, you can download any of our po- past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without, without the derriers. Yeah. We've got some uh, merchandise you can order if you want. You can yeah, always order a CD or whatever. Yep. And we have some bumper stickers uh, on there that uh, we'd be glad to send out to you. And send us an email and make some suggestions. Uh, we've gotten some great ones from We really have. And, and uh, that's great. There's so much awesome music out there that we just don't even know about. So. And we're, and we're, but we're learning. Yes. Uh, we uh, we are the magnet, and they are nuts and bolts. Well, that's know. okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that was a strange analogy. I know. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, I believe that mm-hmm. I finished off last time. Yes. This, you're up. I guess that uh, that comment uh, probably came from my frame of mind right now. You know, uh, I featured songs that are kind of novelty songs, you know, escape mm-hmm. tunes to get away from reality and yeah. all that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it's time for us to look at educational tunes. No. Yes. No. Oh, you're going to like it. Okay. I think. Okay, we'll see. So uh, a guy by the name of uh, Thomas Zachariah Glazer. Okay. Tom Glazer, right? I was born in 1914, and uh, he was an American folk singer and songwriter, and he composed ballads mostly. Um, he, He wrote Because All Men Are Brothers, which was recorded by the Weavers and Peter, Paul, and Mary, Talking Inflation Blues, which Bob Dylan uh, recorded hmm. and a dollar ain't a dollar anymore. So he, you know, he wow. has some cred there, right? Okay. So um, in in 1959 and 1960, he teamed up with a woman by the name of Dottie Evans, and they recorded three children's records that were part of a six album set known as Ballads for the Age of Science. Ooh. And, and you know, our buddies, uh, the Alfred Packer Band, probably yeah. know this guy, uh, but they contain songs intended to explain science concepts for young children. And they're all written by, you know, other people. But um, so 
um, there's one, uh, one of the albums is Space Songs that include the song Why Does the Sun Shine, which was later, later covered by They Might Be Giants. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> is that great? Oh, man. So, uh, however, uh, his greatest commercial success came with his original 1963 recording of the song parody, you're going to love this, okay. On Top of Spaghetti. <laughs> Remember that yeah, was uh, the, the tune of On Top of the Old Smoky? I do. And he said um, he was ambivalent toward this creation. He's saying, quote, I'm standing in the line before the pearly gates and the musician's line in which I stand last. <laughs> when I'm asked what I have done in music and I say I wrote On Top of sp Spaghetti, I'm told, sorry, Buster, you can't enter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, that's good. So, I, you know, I'm just drawn to stuff like this. It's really clever, and it's, it's fun, and it's so 60s. Uh, let's give a listen to Electricity. Electricity. AC. Electricity. DC. A wonderful kind of energy. That's electricity. CC. It's the kind of energy you can change so easily. You can change it into heat in the heater. Change it into light in a lamp. Change it into motion in a motor. Change it into sound in a phone. Electricity. AC. Electricity. DC. A wonderful kind of energy. That's electricity. CC. It's the kind of energy we produce so easily. You can make it with a steam or water turbine. Make it when the generator turns. Make it with a simple storage battery. Make it with a photoelectric cell. Electricity. Electricity. A wonderful kind of energy, that's electricity. How would modern living be without electricity? It would be terribly inconvenient, to say the least. Can you imagine what living would be without Electric lights, bells and clocks, heaters and refrigerators, vacuum cleaners, washers, dryers, freezers, fans and elevators, radios and TV sets, hi-fi phonographs, motion pictures, x-rays and the telephone and telegraph, electric motors and machines for home and farm and industry. Our modern world is resting on electricity. It's essential in today's transportation. Vital if you want light and heat Necessary in communication Indispensable mechanically e 
Electricity. AC. Electricity. DC. A wonderful kind of energy. That's electricity. You could say he was a conductor. <laughs> nice. I, I, you know, again, uh, sorry to our campmates, but we could not uh, pass up a two-man conga line once again. No, and yeah. it was. Uh, we're leaving anyway. That's right. We're, okay. go, we're gone. Maybe in the dark of night. In the dark. We've had Let's to see. do that a couple of times. <laughs> Once yeah, or twice. Yeah. Well, Leo, uh, what do you got to come after that? Okay, this is, this is great. You're going to love this. Um, I'm going to play a, a, a musician. His name was Harry... Edward Nielsen. Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen. Okay. okay. He was born in, uh, in, in 1941 in June in Brooklyn, New York. He passed away in 1994. Uh, but this guy was incredible. For one thing, he, had, um, he was a tenor, but he had a three and a half octave range to his voice. Wow. Which was pretty interesting. And he had a significant amount of commercial success in spite of the fact he never really toured you know, he never had a band or whatever. Right. But one thing he did was uh, he formed a friendship with the Beatles, basically. Yeah. Right. John Lennon in particular. Right. They were buds. They were buds. Yeah, and they got Lost some, Weekend kind of buddies. Oh, they got into some <laughs> trouble. Did you know they were actually thrown out of a club uh, for heckling the Smothers Brothers? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the incidents that happened during that time. <laughs> wow. Who's going to heckle the Smothers Brothers for crying out? Well, I guess those guys. Anyway, but to back up. Yeah. Okay, before he became John Lennon's you know, drunken buddy, um, they, that's what was, by the way, you're right, it was called The Lost Weekend. Right. Oh, no. Yoko Ono had no idea where he was for like <laughs> a, a six or seven days. It was frantic. <laughs> but anyway, he got a job singing demos uh, back in 1962 for a guy named Scott Turner, right? Okay. Just getting started. And um, he paid, this guy, Scott Turner, paid uh, Harry Nielsen $5 for each track that they recorded. Okay. All right? It was the deal. And so uh, later on, um, he, uh, when Nielsen became famous, he decided to release these early recordings, right? Now, this, this is fraught with peril here. Okay. Except that he called Nielsen and said, I, this is, I want to come up with something fair, you know, I'm making money on this. And Nielsen, no, he said, you, you paid me five bucks a piece. That's it. Wow, yeah. that was fair, our deal. Fair, fair deal. Wow. Hell of a guy. Well, that's pretty stand up. Now, here's the, the thing. You know, I like to feature mashups. Yes, you I do. I do. And you're a wizard at I, it. Well, I have a lot of fun with it. But get a little of this. Harry Nielsen is actually credited with maybe being the inventor of the mashup. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he did these things in the, in the studio. And like I said, he was a big fan of the, uh, of the Beatles, you know, okay. and their music. And um, he, he uh, was sitting around one night, you know, working with the keyboards and everything. He's playing his, his guitar. And he said, I struck this chord. And it appeared to lend itself to like a million different songs, this chord. And he said, I got to thinking about it. And he says, I wonder what number of Beatles songs might be using this chord. So he, it was late at night, right? It was, and then we ran down to this um, music store called Wallach's uh, Music Metropolis. And uh, he bought this book. You know, it was a Beatles song book that okay. they had. Yeah. He took it home and sat down and created an amazing mashup. Wow! Now he was. This is the, he's like your spirit animal. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So so get a little of this. Now, we're going to play this thing. I'm going to tell you right now that there are over ten Beatles songs included. Wow! Maybe as many as eighteen. 
nobody's ever been able to get an accurate count because there's so much stuff going on in this song, it's almost impossible to tell. Wow. So uh, it, it's based on um, a, one of the a Beatles song called You Can't Do That. Sure. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, Early so get, buckle in, because this is a wild ride. Harry Nielsen doing a mashup of the Beatles tune, You Can't Do That. My babe, don't buy me presents. How can you laugh when you know I'm down? Beep, 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 yeah. I got something to say that might cause you pain. If I catch you talking to that boy again, gonna let you down and leave you flat. Gonna let you down and leave you flat because I told you before you can't do that. It's the second time I caught you talking to him. I got to tell you one more time. Everybody's green, sha-la-la, Cause I'm the one who stole your love But if it's seen, sha-la-la, Me talking that way, they laugh in my face, son Please listen to me if you wanna stay right I can't help this feeling, I go out of my Okay, that's bizarre, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now listen, that's that's actually a whole album that that comes off of. Uh, if nineteen sixty seven album, um, the Pandemonium Shadow Show. Well, of course that's what it's called. Okay, and the, the this this recording in particular led some to describe Harry Nielsen as the inventor of the of the mashup. That's great. And the end product, which is called Aerial Pandemonium Ballet, they say that's Rock's first actual remix album. Cool. There you go. A little history. Fun. All right. It's back in your plate now. Well, Leo, I think it's time that we feature uh, yet another tune from uh, my favorite band, and I'm sure your favorite band. It's our band. Our band. Three Trails West. (laughs) I love those guys. I've had this one in my pocket for a while, and it'll be a great one to go out on. Um, This is a tune, and uh, it was actually recorded. I can't remember who it was now, but it was uh, a folk singer. I'd have to look that up. Uh, But... uh, uh, we do a, a Western swing version of it. Right. And man, our players are so good. They just knock it out of the park. Marvin on fiddle and uh, Bill Dye on steel. 
But I want to mention um, Lori on um, accordion, when she takes her lead, which is toward the end of this thing, she does this technique called double bellows. Double bellows. And when she was recording her part, all of us in the, in the uh, booth were just like, holy cow. Just watching her yeah. on stage do it. Yeah. She is like a... Yeah, she kind of has to get oh, set, man. you know. Yeah. But it, it's fun. Uh, it'd be a great way to uh, close out the show, I think. Uh, Three Charles West, Fast Freight. Oh, I listen for the whistle, then I lie awake and wait. I wish the railroad didn't run so near. Cause the rattle and the clatter of that old fast freight is always making music in my ear. Go bum again, go bum again. Hear that whistle blow, hear that whistle blow. Wheels are saying to the railroad track If you go, you can't come back If you go To Texas or maybe Mexico I'd need a pal or two along the way And the wheels are making music In the valley down below Go bum again is what they seem to say Go bum again, go bum again Hear that whistle blow Hear that whistle blow Clackety clack, clackety clack Wheels are saying to the railroad track If you go, you can't come back If you go
That's fun stuff right there. Yeah, That's yeah. A fun song. Hey, we're out of time. Oh, you're right. But, we well, are. we got to figure out where we're going next week. Let's see. That involves throwing a dart. That's right. It's, it's your turn to My throw the dart. So I get to get the map. It's in the back in there. In the closet. Okay. Uh, behind the coat. Yeah, the coat. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. Oh, All right. the walls looking it. bad. Oh, man. I think I can see through it. Pretty much. Hey, uh, I think it's set. Okay. And I need so, the dart. Uh, it's in the spoon drawer. Be careful. Be careful. Get it? Get it? Yes, I got it. Okay. Get over there. Get in the circle. I'm ready. Okay. You ready to turn around three times? Ready. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Whoa. Oh, boy, we went uh, south. Uh, we're in the great southwest. Uh, Arizona, a quartzite Arizona. Oh, man, I've always wanted to go there. That's a cool place. I'm looking forward to this. All right. Well, we'll head out of here tomorrow and um, be back next week with a lot of cool tunes. Exactly. Right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember, look out behind, behind you. you. It's, it's the, the Derriere. Derriere.